Welcome back to the next episode of the Mass Business Podcast. I am your esteemed host, Matt Ward. Yes, that's right. Everybody else has given me that moniker, esteemed host. I have no idea what that means. But nonetheless, I'm here with you today, and I've got an awesome guest. Before I jump into that, don't forget to always check out the show notes for a link to my new book, The High Five Effect, How to Do Business with People Who Bring You Joy. I wrote this in October. It was released in October of 2021. I didn't write it in October of 2021. I wrote it through the pandemic. So I interviewed 50 small business owners in that book, and we talk about all the mistakes that they made, the red flag warnings of taking on bad clients, and how to get good clients and do business with people who bring you joy, which is what I'm all about, which is why I've got a great guest for today's show. Our guest was named the top 100 professional of 2020. Dr. Alessandra Polizzi has 20 years of experience leading teams across multiple industries to unlock the potential in people and help organizations thrive. Following recovery from burnout and depression diagnosis in 2021, Dr. Polizzi rebooted her consulting practice, Verdant Consulting, with a renewed focus on implementing the latest scientific resiliency burnout prevention, and psychological safety research to help people, teams, and organizations learn practical, simple skills that will help them flourish. Something you're going to love about Dr. Polizzi is she is a board game convention expert. She knows everything there is about the most oddest board games out there. And so you'll have to reach out to her and talk to her about board games if you're a fan as well. I'm so excited to bring her to you on this episode. Let's get to it. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Mass Business Podcast, where small business owners, also known as risk takers, share their stories about the growth of their business and themselves. Our interviews and our content is focused on growing a small business and understanding networking and referrals. I say it all the time, and I'll say it again today, you never know where your next referral will come from. Hey, doctor, what's going on? Thanks for coming on the show. Hey, Matt, thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, listen, in in a quick 30 seconds or less, just simplify uh, what I gave in your intro. Tell the audience listening on the podcast platform or or watching on YouTube what it is you actually do. Uh, Happy to do that. Yeah, I offer training on resiliency skills, emotional agility, burnout prevention, and psychological safety. And it's based on the latest in research on neuroscience and cognitive behavior theory. So in other words, I provide training that helps people manage their emotions in the business context so they can decrease their stress and navigate challenges. Got it. Okay, good. Now that we got that fluffy stuff out of the way, (laughs) let's talk about building a business. Now, we're, we're, we're... Obviously, we're not here to explain all the strategies around burnout, but burnout is a big issue in small business, and it sounds like it was a big issue in your small business. Yes, absolutely. Well, it was a big 
issue for me as an executive in a large business, a medium to large size business. So when mm-hmm. I experienced burnout, I was head of HR for a 9,000 person organization across 23 states uh, that runs veterinary hospitals in 450 locations. And mm-hmm. in um, it's classic of when you try to do something that's not your strengths, um, you're basically running in first gear with your pedal to the metal. And that resulted in me uh, experiencing burnout. And um, I knew it was a problem when I found out my mom and my husband were having meetings about my mental health without me. <laughs> I was like, oh, this might be worse than I thought. <laughs> wow. Okay. So let's go back. When did you start your business? Your, your, your own business? My consulting practice, I actually started in 2016 when I was displaced as the head of uh, learning and leadership development for uh, 7-Eleven. And um, I went out, just kind of put up, it just came by demand. People started asking me, will you consult? And I thought, I guess I could try it. And I did doing change management and kind mm-hmm. of more traditional HR consulting. Um, I did not love it. I hated working by myself. I did not the for a depressive the up and down of the whole selling cycle was just it was too much for me and so i decided that i needed to go back to the more traditional career and mm-hmm. that's what actually moved us to boston was i came here to work for boston beer company oh sam adams yes sam adams oh, angry orchard truly twisted tea yes all oh, of those got it yeah. got it got it okay cool and so um Let's talk a little bit about the growth of your company, right? What are the things that you think you've done right in growing your company? Um, Matt, the big epiphany for me was when I realized that what I had been doing back in 2016 was about running a business as other people ran businesses and it wasn't running it as myself. And Mm. so the thing that's uniquely different about me is I'm an educator. I've been in education since the 90s, 91, mm. 1990. And so I've been teaching adults uh, topics, everything from English as a second language to how to use SAP systems for 30 years. And instead of me leaning in on that and making that my business, I went into this more like consulting opinion space, which for me wasn't really a, a good fit. What I wanted was a product. And so I've gone from being a consultant to being an offer of a product and a program. Where did that epiphany come, though? Like, where did you, I mean, because did you just wake up one day and go, why am I running this company like everybody else thinks I should run it? Or, you know, what? (laughs) Yeah? Yeah. No, I had a big birthday this year. And so, you know, you do a lot of, um, and I literally got the papers to depart from my corporate position the day before that birthday. And so I was like, okay, this is like bad writing, right? Like you don't like, this is too much stuff aligning to say, I need to revisit what I'm doing with my life. Mm -hmm. And so I I did a lot of introspection, especially when you're going through uh, depression and burnout recovery. Um, You know, you do a lot of introspection. And so that was, um, you know, a point for me to say, what do I bring to the world and how do I want to really be the best version of myself? And that's educating people. Mm. You know, it's interesting you say that. I, I, I sort of felt like I discovered more about what my purpose was and what I was doing in life as I sat still mm-hmm. and I had stillness in my life and I had quiet time, whether you think of that as meditation or 
But for me, I wasn't using any of the meditation apps or anything. I was just sort of just sitting still and thinking. And for me, that was where a lot of the breakthrough stuff started to come through. Yeah. It just started, you know, my biggest thing was when I started doing more, less speaking and more consulting during, during the pandemic, I started to ask myself what I didn't like about the consulting I was doing. And it turned out it had nothing to do with the people or the meetings. It literally had to do with blocking my calendar. Mm -hmm. And it was like (laughs) looking three or four weeks out and seeing Mm -hmm. it all blocked up. I did not like that. Mm. And so I figured out a solution, which is I just book the meetings a week out. I don't book them. Like I don't have a ton of recurring calendar appointments that happen with clients and such every week for ongoing basis. And that has solved that problem for me. Isn't that funny how something so simple could be so life-changing? I mean, you know, what part of my reflection, I, so I teach mindfulness, but I'm not a meditator because Mm -hmm. I am too much of a doer and I'm always thinking. Mm -hmm. So I um, actually teach a class called messy mindfulness because for people like me or like Mm -hmm. too much of a hot mess to focus for more than 30 seconds. And so, but just d- listening to yourself and doing that introspection, you know, it's one of the things I actually teach in my class, which is let's go back to my values. Let's go back to my goals. What is it that I want to achieve and who do I want to be? And that's where that really starts to blossom and, and, and come forward. Yeah. Really good stuff. So the differences between your business now and your business before. Um, obviously you went back and worked corporate in the meantime, but you, I would imagine you've been doing a lot of comparing. Oh you know, yeah. What, what was it like before type of thing in your brain versus what, what do you want it to be like now? Yeah. So before it was all just me in the world, me and my opinion, me and my, you know, experience, et cetera. Mm-hmm. That's what consulting is. Mm-hmm. Now I'm a product developer. And so that means I'm researching and I'm reading. I'm reading I'm scientific studies. I am I am culminating this data and then articulating it so that average people can learn from it in a pragmatic way. Mm-hmm. Because to me, what I'm doing, as opposed to before, I was just kind of like out there in the world. Now I'm solving a problem that I experienced. So it's a lot more personal. It's a lot more product development um, and offerings and that whole, you know, process before it was just me. Mm-hmm. What do you like or not like about this par- part of this, this, this shift into a different um, focus and a different business setup for you this time around? Oh, there's nothing I that I would go back to with the old way, to be honest, because what Mm. I've done is focus on what's important to me versus others. And I would never go back to that now. How did you get there though, Alessandra? How, how, How did you get to what's important to me? Because I think that's a, that's a very important statement that a lot of these small business owners listening need to comprehend, interpret and figure out how did you get to that? Because one, if I did everybody else's stuff, I'd never have time to get to what's important to me, right? Because everyone has their opinion of how you should run your business. Oh, do it this way, do it this way, da da da. And it's exhaust, it's exhausting and overwhelming. Yeah. So, I really focus on listening to 
what feels right to me. And so how that played out for me, Matt, was my gift to myself for my birthday was three months of doing whatever I wanted. And so I was like, if I felt like getting up in three at three in the morning and reading about the latest on burnout prevention and, and that's what I was doing, I did that for three months. Mm-hmm. And that's where things started to, I started to see when untethered, where do I have flow, right? Where am I leaning into my strengths? What is energizing me? I find myself now excited to wake up in the morning to get back to work and do the things that I do. So because it's not work, right? It's it is, but it is, you know, like I don't I don't shame myself. Well, one, I'm practicing the things I teach. So self-compassion mm-hmm. and acceptance are the things that I teach. I teach those I call it the YMCA, the mindfulness, compassion and acceptance. So if I practice those things, then it, it helps propel me forward and this is how I this is what this is how I'm wired. And so I'm going to lean into how I'm wired as opposed to trying to shove myself back into a box. I just don't fit in. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's interesting because somebody recently said to me, it sounds like you figured out what is most important to you, Matt, which is freedom, doing what I want, when I want, where I want, and how I want. And I said, well, yeah, and, and I have, but on the other hand, it, it it looks good on the surface. Like you say, I've got it figured out. But like, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I've been quite the crapshoot for years. Like, I, I, you know, it's it's window dressing in a lot of ways that that I had my crap together and I didn't really have it all together, you know. Yeah. And so um, I, I think it's just a process and we ha- as small business owners need to be patient with that process. But we also have to do the work necessary for that introspective look on what it is we truly want. Mm-hmm. And that's tough work. It absolutely is. And it's not a one and done. Right. So um, I I teach this resiliency model, which, you know, a Ph.D. in five months uh, came up with stop, drop and roll. I know five (laughs) months and that's the best I had. But um, actually, that's like my fifth version. Isn't that like trademark for the fire department? (laughs) (laughs) But it's perfect because if you think about stress as being on fire and you're afraid of burning out. Right. Yeah. When you're on fire on the inside, what, what I teach is you stop. Okay, what's happening? Why am I feeling this way? Drop, get grounded in my values and goals. What what matters right now? And mm-hmm. then roll, just move forward, right? So that those are the things that to me help me in those moments of questioning, which by the way, is daily. It is daily that I go, what the F am I doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I left an executive position to go and do like what what? Yeah. <laughs> Well, so it's interesting because when I wrote the high five effect, I I had pretty much felt like um, people leave the corporate world for three reasons, because they want more money, more time, and more freedom, and they don't get those three things at all. No, <laughs> not especially for the first five years. So that book helps them achieve that because yeah. it helps them refocus on those on those things. I mean, I think ultimately, you know. We're willing to trade the success of money that society has labeled as success for something that is different, something that we can pull the strings on, Um, which brings me around to my next question, because I think many of our podcast listeners are listening and or watching on our YouTube channel because they're looking for ideas on 
how to grow and make sales. How do you grow your business? How are you uh, gaining new clients these days? Well, referrals, 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 networking, networking, networking. I mean, I did an analysis of where my business has come from, and it is 80% from, uh, at, no, at probably 95% now that I think about it, because when was a referral of a referral? So, yeah, so it comes from that. The other thing, if you're in Massachusetts, there are grants out there that I've been able to leverage because I'm in the education space where the state pays for these are the workforce training fund workforce express training grants funds. exactly yeah. so for me i've been pre-approved for express grants so if a company is a hundred or fewer people the state will pay for the, the company to take my course so i'm basically selling a free program so that which by the way sometimes is harder to sell <laughs> no joke my friend yeah. Yeah. no joke because what I'm what the cost of my program isn't the price, it's the time. Yeah. Right? So people wanting to slash being able to I just had that conversation with a guy two days ago who was interested in getting coaching and I made this it already sounded like he didn't have the time and I said, Listen, I don't even want you to be thinking about this if you don't have the time to not only spend with me but also implement. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. what's the point? Exactly. But by the way, busyness is one of the flight tactics of the flight stress response, by the way. So I would look into that if that's what your response is. What What do you mean by that? So there's the four trauma responses, stress, I call them stress styles. There's fight, flight, fawn, and freeze. And so flight, um, of which I am a member, uh, tends to uh, fill up the void with uh, busyness. Oh, I see. So instead of physically running away from something, they're mentally running away from it by filling their time with other busy. Yes, sir. That's the one. So you do a lot of networking. Um, Mm -hmm. Where, you know, what, when you go into networking events and things like that, what are you looking for? I am looking for people like you said about your book, people who would spark joy to partner with. I don't want to have to convince people that the emotions of their employees are important. Like I'm done with that. Like I don't want to be in that space. If that, if you don't think that caring about your employees is important, then we're not going to be a good match. So I go to places where I already know they want what I have. And it's just about making them aware. Yeah. That's so interesting because like I often am in a conversation with new clients when they come on and I'm talking to them about actually how many clients they need. Because mm-hmm. I, I think many times people have not done the math yeah. and they think that they just need everybody. If they can fog a mirror, that, <laughs> that they're a good client. But that's yeah. not true at all. And there's a big right. chapter in my book about ideal client stuff. And <clears throat> I think that people sometimes just need to understand what the true numbers are. Mm-hmm. Maybe we need 10 clients. Maybe mm-hmm. we need 20 clients. Maybe, mm-hmm. But we don't need hundreds if thousands of clients. That's just not what we need. Well, you know? looking at the scale and like who are those people and – you know, one client is not the same as another. The other thing I did was I outsourced sales and marketing. So I, I found professionals who specialize in it, who get joy from doing it. And um, I paid them to do that for me. Mm. How successful were you doing that, outsourcing sales and marketing? You know, it's a lot. Because I hear I- a lot that people struggle with that, right? You know, 
look, if some very, I mean, my, I, I'm, I'm obsessed with my sales guy. Like he is so good at articulating my business. Like it's very convincing to me. And mm-hmm. so, you know, he's made hundreds of phone calls. There's no way I would have done that. So uh, to me, it lets me test out options mm-hmm. that I would not, I just the time. So I have to prioritize how I spend my time. I mean, I'm not, huh, I'm working, I'm up till 11. I'm up at, I don't even want to say what time I get up. <laughs> so like, I, I mean, I'm going, 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 I'm doing the best I can as one person. And then who has also pulled in her children, her husband and her mother to help her with her business. <laughs> so like I got all the free people I could get. So now I got to figure out how I can get more help. And that seemed like the best investment. Did the free people work out? Uh, you know, I did have to fire my mother from podcast <laughs> because she she spent two days on it, Matt. And I was like, how are you spending two days? And then I listened to it. She cut every space out. So the sound was like, blah, 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 blah. Uh. I was like, did you listen? It's terrible. So yeah, I've had to fire her from that. Bless her. Oh, that's so ridiculous. And my husband's an artist, so he does the best he can, you know, but like he doesn't understand 90% of what I'm talking about. That's so funny. What what do you think your biggest weakness is? Oh, attention to detail, for sure. And too many ideas. So, I mean, I I don't have much attention to detail and it drives uh, type A people batty. Because they're like, hey, do you have the thing of my bob? And I'm like, no, I don't have that thing of my jig, you know? <laughs> and they're like, no, I called it a thing of my bob. And I'm like, yeah, it's a thing of my jig to me and I don't have it. Um, and I, I just am not, to me, done is better than perfect. That's right. And I've said that for a long time. And I just feel like, I, I just feel like attention to detail really just slows down the process. I mean, for me, it's just not my thing. I'd rather surround myself with people that can deal with the detail. Exactly. So my mom, not good at the podcast. Attention to too much detail. Exactly. It's fantastic at QA, right? So I think she almost gets giddy every time she finds a mistake in my, in my class, but that thing has been, and, and then she's indoctrinated my sister at, at Nebraska, who is also part of my QA process now. Wait, you got another free employee? I do. <laughs> This is definitely a family business. Yeah, apparently so. A free family business for some some of them. Oh, no, I pay but, my fifteen year old son in death metal t shirts for editing my podcast. <laughs> death metal t shirts. Mm-hmm. Two death metal t shirts. No, one death metal t shirt for every two podcasts. That, that, oh that's my our, goodness, that's our currency, sucker. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can't even get. That's not even the going rate on Fiverr. I know. <laughs> That's so I crazy. Fiber and it was too expensive. I'm like, hey, buddy. <laughs> Do you like this house? That's great. Because you should help mommy pay for it. Because we're a single oh income family. So, like, I'm not joking around here. Like, we got to make sure that we're we're surviving. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, on this podcast, one of the things I like to do, because we're, we're focused on helping people grow and grow their small business, I'd like to ask a couple questions. And, and the first one is, you know, what type of software would you recommend that is game-changing 
tool or software for business owners to look at that's not industry specific to you? Canva. Ooh, yeah, you love that? I am obsessed with Canva. It is always open, always ready to go. I love it. Yeah, I've used Canva a lot. We use a Canva lot. for for a lot of stuff on the podcast and and in my business, you know, social media graphics, things like that, event graphics, things like that. So It's got templates. It's so easy. By the way, I did have to fire my mom from Canva as well, just FYI. <laughs> but your uh, mom's resume is not shaking up to look very no, good at the moment. No, but you know what? She's handling my my government government affairs. She's probably on the phone with them right now working out my my SAM registration and then, uh, like I said, QA. So bless her. All right. So check out Canva. We'll make sure we leave a link in the show notes to that for everybody. Um, next question. Best business books you would recommend to people to read? Well, okay. So I'm going to be biased on this one because of my background in leadership development. Right. And so I think that it's all about leading people. Every, every business is a people business. Of course, again, bias. Um, I'm, I really enjoy um, Emotional Agility by Susan David. Okay. Oh, my God. I think David Davis. David. Oh, my God. How embarrassing. Well, anyway, I like that book. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because it's about how you manage your own stuff. Because as an entrepreneur – You've got your own internal dialogue and noise and distortions. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are over 150 distortions of how we manipulate what we see and interpret through our own filter, right? Mm -hmm. And so we're constantly rejiggering what we see without knowing it. So having that insight into how do I respond when I'm stressed? Um, is what I'm seeing real? Is Are my thoughts helpful? I think having that ability to manage that because this is a stressful job this is not just you know rolling out of bed and like doing whatever you feel like and the money just happens like it's a roller coaster matt you're muted or i'm unable to hear you <laughs> is that better there yeah that's great i somehow inadvertently muted myself I was say, which which for the listeners mind. might be a good thing. Uh, <laughs> what I was going to say is when you said roller coaster, it brought me back to my days growing up in Hershey and going to Hershey Park all the time. And you're right. It's the ups and downs, the ups and downs, the ups and downs of business. And I think I think one of the things I always tried to do in small business ownership and, and leadership of my team was sort of level out those ups and downs, try and, mm -hmm. try and get things as close to a plateau and a slow uptick as possible versus this high and low. And when I had a web design agency years ago, we would sell these big jobs and then we'd have to work the job and then we'd sell these big jobs and we're constantly chasing these big jobs to feed yeah. the yeah. the payroll. And yeah. it just wasn't working. Eventually we got into the recurring revenue business and and we started doing a lot more of that and that just stabilized everything. And that's one of the things I talk about in my book too is that we, we tend to not – take on clients that we know are going to be a problem if we can get to a predictable amount of recurring revenue every single month because we're we're willing to take the risk of pushing away a client if we know we have our bills paid mm -hmm. yeah it, it's that simple right yeah. and so this roller coaster covers us emotionally it covers us financially it's it's in every aspect of our business and i think that's a big 
big component of it. So but you hit on something too, which I think is incredibly important is to understand your why. If you started a business because you thought you'd have more freedom, more money, what was your third one? More money, more time, and more freedom. Okay. And now you're realizing X number of days, weeks, months in that that's not really happening. I think understanding your why is incredibly important for identifying what's important for you. Because what you just said is, I'm turning away clients that don't bring me joy, right? Because I'm not just solving for the most money in my bank account. I'm solving for a sustainable lifestyle that's going to keep us moving forward. Right. Do I want a lifestyle business or do I want something to chase the money side? Exactly. In the book, I talk about um, the definition of joy and it's going to be different for everybody. And and that is in a lot of ways your why. Like Mm -hmm. what is your debt? What are you looking for in a business? And I don't think we really take the time to really know and understand that when we start a business we because we're the technician we're doing the thing right and michael gerber talks about working on the business not in the business and not being the technician as much and the more of that we do the better off we're going to be at the end of the day absolutely so it's about so the um what we teach in our class is about values and goals right Mm -hmm. i got the why and i got to figure out the where and so um how do I know that I'm making progress toward that where? What's my destination or destinations or at least pit stops along the way? And that why is that fuel that moves us forward? So I think knowing that, you know, like you said, you're using that as your guiding light, but being self-aware of it is incredibly important as well. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't, it comes with a lot of work. Like, and that's what you got to be okay with is doing the work to get to the point of what's important to you. And that, that brings us full circle what you said earlier, which is, you know, I'm not going to go back to the way I ran the business back in 2016 or whatever. That Mm -hmm. wasn't working for me. I'm going to do it this way now Mm -hmm. and and it's better off. So if people want to dig into that, know a little bit more about you and do some networking, have, you know, an understanding of what you're all about. How do they reach out to you and where can they find you, Alessandra? Well, um, my website's verdantconsulting.net or you can just Google us with the number one search. Yay. Uh, Verdant Consulting. Um, and then Alessandria at verdantconsulting.net, which I know is hard to pronounce or spell. So you can also just do info at verdantconsulting.net. And then um, I use the hashtag B underscore verdant. I have my Be Verdant podcast. I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I am not. All right. You, I you're not, what? I am not on TikTok because oh. I am too old. <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to list all those links in the show notes. So make sure you check that out. And uh, if you're listening on your favorite podcast app, we'd love for you to subscribe and make sure you get notified of all the future episodes. And speaking of subscribing, when you're on YouTube, Smash that subscribe button and hit the notification bell so that you get every single notification every time our videos come up on the channel. Until next time, don't forget to live happy, smile a lot, and high five everyone around you. Thank you for listening to the Mass Business Podcast, where we focus on growing a small business and understanding networking and referrals. Don't forget to like on your favorite platform and share out this podcast. 
This show has been produced by Heather Grant, music by Celtic Kelly, all rights reserved. I'm your host, professional speaker, author, and word-of-mouth referral consultant, Matt Ward. Don't forget to live happy, smile a lot, and high-five everyone around you. Feeling all right. Thank you.